Greg Pogue out today. John Burton, Pat and Cook inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. Greg Pogue, John Burton Show. Greg will be back with us tomorrow, as we used to say when I lived in Pittsburgh. Speaking of Pittsburgh, not too far away is Cleveland, Ohio. That's where we find our next guest. Three-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots. Nine years in the NFL. Does a great afternoon drive radio show up there in Cleveland. My buddy, Gerard Cherry, joins us. J. Rowe, good morning. You finally made it to Nashville earlier last year, late in the summer. And we had a great weekend hanging out. It was so good to see you. How are you, man? I am doing well, JB. I have no complaints with you. Right now, I am in the Florida sun sitting by a pool and just really enjoying life. Oh, you're on vacation. I'm bothering you on vacation. vacation. I feel I feel bad, J-Row. I'm bothering you on vacay. <laughs> well, that just shows how much love I got for you right there. You're my guy, man. You're my guy. You know, it's funny. I'm watching NFL Network yesterday, and they showed, obviously, we're going to talk to Tom Brady in a second. But they're showing the Patriots' first Super Bowl win. You were part of that team, beating the greatest show on turf, the St. Louis Rams, the then St. Louis Rams, and they showed the entire game. And I just remember the stories you've always told about that week because I believe there was only one week between the championship games and the Super Bowl. You came into Pittsburgh. You beat the Steelers in the AFC championship game. I was at that game. I covered that game. Then you went to New Orleans uh, to play uh, the uh, St. Louis Rams. And you've always talked about the lack of respect that your Patriots team got by the league, by the city of New Orleans, and the Super Bowl. Like, there was no love for the Patriots going into that game. It was all about the Rams, even though you guys oh, won. It certainly, was. it certainly was. Heck, starting back in Pittsburgh, they had their bags packed and ready to go, and that was a bulletin board material like no other. Imagine walking into an AFC championship game, JB, <laughs> and you see the team you're facing, luggage, packed. <laughs> like it was a foregone conclusion that they're going to win that game. Yeah. And then you win the game. You get to New Orleans, and they have these swag bags that they give you. That's what we call it now. I'm pretty sure I wasn't calling it that in the early 2000s. Right. We'll adjust the time. Right. And so they have this gift bag for us. And in our gift bag, they had Atlanta Falcons colors. Nothing red, white, and blue. <laughs> they have Pittsburgh No Patriots logos, right? I No Patriots anything. I got Pittsburgh Steelers shorts and Nike shoes and Atlanta Falcons stuff. So it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to be there as opposed to us. And then we find out that the – and this is to show how far back this is. It's pretty funny. Let's age ourselves right quick. We get this rumor, man, do you know that the Rams all got portable DVD players? We were incensed about that. And the sad part about it is everybody on there could afford their own. Right, <laughs> portable DVD player. But the fact that we didn't get one in our swag bag was just hilarious. And we literally had nothing that was Patriots colors. It was either Falcons colors or Steelers colors. And then obviously the Super Bowl stuff went along with it. It was fascinating. But Coach Belichick, to his credit, he played that up to the fullest. And you talking about feeling disrespect with chips already on our shoulders? It played right into our psyche. Gerard, so you win the game. Venetary hits the field goal at the gun. You win the game, one of the biggest upsets in Super Bowl history. And tell tell our listeners about the after party because it sounds like Mr. Kraft was not exactly ready for all that. Yeah, great, great, great point, Jamie. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, so what Jamie is talking about, folks, is basically after the Super Bowl, generally speaking, you have an after party in which you have 
entertainers and the in the, in the people from the entertainment world, be it movie stars or whatever, mainly musicians, will put on a show for you after the, to celebrate the fact that you won. So we go back to our hotel. We get back there. All we have is a, a, a almost like last minute put together bar staff. A Super Bowl just being passed around by everyone, and I'm not even sure there was a DJ in there. And then for some reason, Snoop Dogg, because he was cool with Willie McGinnis, decided to fall through because he's a big-time Steelers fan, but they go back from their Long Beach days. So he came through, and that was about it. But far as just, like, being prepared for celebrating, I don't think they thought we were going to win because they had nothing prepared for it. Literally had a makeshift bar crew. It's like, uh, what do you want to drink? Um, gin and tonic? I don't know. <laughs> Gerard Cherry is our guest, three-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots. But obviously in later years, as you started winning more Super Bowls, the parties got a lot better, right? Oh, man, they made up for it the next time around. In Houston, you had the Black Eyed Peas when they were at the height of their popularity. Yeah. Doing the post post-game celebration, Aerosmith, people who are from, the band is from actually Boston, they were on stage. I actually got on stage with them, JB, and sang Walk This Way. I did the rap part. None right. of singing. I did the rap part. Right. Well, at least the Run DMC part, as far as that was concerned. But yeah, man, that was like insane. So they definitely stepped it up, and then years following, they did a great job. So pretty much after that first experience, they did a great job. And I also experienced one when they lost, too, though. Mm-hmm. In 2007, I was at the Super Bowl in the AZ, and they had Alicia Keys perform. And I tell you what, JV, I've never seen such a big-time star put on a big show for 20 people. <laughs> <laughs> what do you well, Gerard, obviously, you know, you knew Tom Brady pretty well his first couple of years in the league. You were teammates with him. You guys were uh, carpool partners uh, back and forth to work together. He announces his retirement again. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we went through this last year. But to use a popular drop from your show with Emmett Golden up in Cleveland, this time I believe him, yo. I don't know why, but I do. I think it's for good. What say you? <laughs> I, I still have this feeling, man, that- when the season's over and you fail, there's a sense of defeatism in it mm-hmm. to where you're like, you know what, I don't want to – because it's, it's a grind, even from a broadcasting standpoint. Yeah. I still have one more week to go. The only reason I'm taking a break this week is because of Pro Bowl this weekend, and I don't have to cover it. Right. So it's a grind, and it's like half of a year, six months. And for his case, you're talking about 10 to, 10 to 11 months of just straight grinding. So I can see how you get to a place like, you know what, I'm good. I'm done. It's time to move on. The team I'm with, we're not going to win anything. I don't see how we're going to make any moves. Mm-hmm. Let me just retire because it makes no sense. But I could totally see, man, because it took me four or five years to get that out of my – I still kept training, J.B. Yeah. When I knew I wasn't going to be playing anymore, I still kept training with the same regiment of, okay, here it is, March. It's time to hit it. All right, here we are in June and July. I'm like, dude. Why are you running one tens in a hundred degree heat? So being a creature of habit, what's gonna happen I think around June, July, you'll get that pit feeling in your stomach. Mm-hmm. I call it the training camp feeling. Mm-hmm. And with that training camp feeling, you're gonna actually yearn for training camp. Wow. And that's gonna be the hard part right there of him that quelling that yearning. So I don't know if he'll be able to do that just yet. 
especially how he left it because it seemed really abrupt. Yeah. Gerard Cherry is our guest. Second time. Sorry about that, Gerard. Gerard Cherry is our guest, three-time Super Bowl champion, former teammate of Tom Brady and Mike Vrabel, which we'll get to in just a second. But, you know, you got to know Tom a little bit his first couple years in the league. Um, and you were, you, you've said on this show numerous times that despite, you know, the, the, the fame and good-looking guy and he's popular with ladies and all this type of stuff, he was just an average dude. He just he went out of his way to want to be one, just one of the guys, right? I didn't even go out of his way, JB. That's just who he was. Okay. It wasn't like, okay, let me posture here and have guys think that I'm just just normal, just like them. That was just who he was, man. Just a cool, you know, some people are just cool, good people. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to put any farce on about it or do anything extra. That's just who they are. And he was always that. And obviously, when you get to the level of fame that he got to, you have to be protective because so many people are pulling at you and trying to take from you. But he never, in my opinion, changed from the core of who he was, which was a, a good dude to where I've told stories before where he'll go up to a rookie and be like introducing himself. Mm-hmm. The kid could be like, hey, how do you play my dad? <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's that type of guy, man. But just, like I said, just a, a really, 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 really good teammate who understands that concept and never puts on the air that I'm Tom Brady, I'm more important than you, I matter more than you. Because he understands completely that in order for a team to function and work at its highest levels, everyone has to feel that they're important and that they matter. And he did a phenomenal job of that, and that was because it was an act. Yeah. That was just who he was, or is. I want to mm-hmm. kill him off, who he is. All right, what about Vrabes? You've told some good stories about uh, being teammates with Mike Vrabel. You've also mentioned the fact that he was the one guy that could kind of be a smartass around Belichick, and Belichick, you know, would be okay with Tolerate. it, right? Yeah, he, for some reason he did tolerate. Now, every time, too, Bill will be like, all right, Mike, now it's time. I'm not on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, so he would push the button sometimes, and then sometimes Bill would quickly remind him, I run this thing. But now, Rage, what you're seeing from him is the same guy, again, who was all the players. Very smart, very dedicated to the craft, understands football, knows how to reach guys because, once again, knows what it is to be a good teammate and what it means to buy into something and to sell yourself out for it and to give your all and ask only that you give in return what he's giving. And he puts that out there. So I was not, I can't say, surprised once Tannehill went down that your, that your team had struggles. Mm-hmm. But Ravens, in my mind, is a really good football coach. And I think, I don't know what's going on there, because just to be honest and frank with you, JB, it seems like there's some discord there. You fire your GM in the middle of the season right. after Brown goes nuts on you guys when you face the Eagles. Yep. So it just seems like something, to quote, Keith Sweat ain't right, but we'll <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, no doubt about it. We've been talking about it all morning, Gerard, just the fact that, you know, new GM coming in, how is, he, how is it going to fit with Vrabel? Are the Titans going to commit to a rebuild? Or they're going to try to do the pieces, parts thing and patch things together and try to make it work. But I look at where the AFC is, and you watch it every day. You know, you work in an AFC market. It's all about the, the teams and the quarterbacks. you got to be really good, and you got to have a really good quarterback to compete in the AFC. Well, you certainly do, because if you look at the AFC right now, that is exactly what's going on. you got to go through Mahomes. you got to go through Burrow. you got to go through Allen. So Lamar Jackson, if he's still with the Ravens in there, and if, if and when Deshaun Watson does return to form, you got to go through him as well, along with a good team 
to mm-hmm. back it up. So, yeah, man, I probably left somebody out. Russell Wilson now. Trevor Lawrence. John Payton gets Trevor Lawrence, and then, oh, heck, Justin Herbert while I'm at it. Oh, and I forgot Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I just named eight to nine guys. <laughs> yeah. And I might have left someone out. Right. No, no question about it. Gerard, uh, early thoughts on the Super Bowl. Obviously, one of your old teams, the Philadelphia Eagles, they were the top team in the NFC all year. They, you know, you kind of expected them to be there. Although I would have liked to seen the 49ers have a healthy quarterback to at least compete in the NFC Championship game. Chiefs go in, they're banged up. Mahomes is banged up. The receivers are banged up. What are your early thoughts on the Super Bowl? Who do you like? I like the. I, I I've been with the Eagles, riding the Eagles all year long, JB. I love how they approach training camp and mm-hmm. just that gladiator mentality of we're going to practice with anybody. We're going to really go about this idea that preseason training camp should be one in which you embrace it and not shy away from it. So I love that approach. But what I saw last week against the 49ers did not impress me, actually. And you're probably saying, how the hell is it not impressive when they blew them out? Right. I'm on the mindset, had Purdy stayed healthy, the 49ers ought to won that game. Mm-hmm. At least that's how it appeared to me. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm just tripping. But <laughs> I, I wasn't impressed. And I've been impressed all year. So I won't be surprised if the Chiefs win because I really did not like what I saw out of the Eagles in that game. And granted, they blew them out. And I know people are like, that makes no damn sense whatsoever. <laughs> but something just didn't look right to me. Well, from your lips to God's ears, Gerard, because I'm a New York Giants fan, so I, I never want to see the Philadelphia Eagles win anything. So uh, I hope you're right. Hey, you mentioned the Pro Bowl this week, Gerard. You know, the actual game, they've done away with it. There's some kind of skills thing tonight where I think it's going to be the potato sack race and the three-legged race and the egg roll, and then they're going to play flag football on Sunday. Where are you at with the Pro Bowl? Do you, do you like these changes? Should there even be a Pro Bowl? Yeah, Lord, now I got a Nirvana song stuck in my head. <laughs> well, I can't entertain us. Here we are now. <laughs> Smells like teen spirit, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my. <laughs> You're the best, I man. So, I, so I love you for that. <laughs> I, I, I get it. If you get 1.5 million eyes on it, that's still making money, so... Anything and everything to do just that. I cannot knock the hustle. Yeah. It is a capitalist economy, so I cannot hate. But, yeah, man, I think it's utterly ridiculous. But some people might find it entertaining. And if I'm going to be really transparent and truthful here, I must admit, I truly and thoroughly love, and I'm not even being facetious here, when they play dodgeball. I really got into that a couple years ago. Yeah. That's highly competitive, man. And we're going to see that tonight. That's going to be big time. <laughs> You're not wrong. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. All right, last question, Gerard, and I'll let you get back to your vacation in Florida. What was your favorite part of your visit here to Nashville last summer? You know what my favorite part, man, was just observing you in your helmet. Oh, <laughs> 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 Really? <laughs> just like this is what it means to be the man in the mayor of a city. I was impressed with this. <laughs> I've never seen the one. I mean, I've been on a professional athlete level. I mean, I got a little recognition in Cleveland, but man, what you're doing in that city on that scene, pretty impressive, dog. Pretty impressive. Well, I appreciate you, man. Come back and visit anytime. It was great having you, and uh, I hope you get back here real soon, man. But listen, enjoy your vacation. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, um, and uh, we'll have you back on again real soon, I'm sure. By the way, I'm available to come on your show with Emmett Golden anytime. Just ask. 
<laughs> Will do, JB. Will do. <laughs> take care, my man. All right, take care, JB. All right. The great Gerard Sherry. It is always fun to have him on.